Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Amen. Well, I'm going to talk. Turn, turn with me to Proverbs chapter uh, 3. Thank you. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3. We're talking about trust. Trust. There's some things you don't have. Saints, listen, we all don't have, we don't have the answers for everything. I mean, what I'm trying to say is there's certain, you, this, this is how we have to live it. You're not going to figure everything out. You're just going to have to take God at His word not trying to reason things out, not try to figure it out. Well, how is God going to do this? Well, how, how, that is a, something, that is big. Now, I wonder how he's going to do that. You just trust. You trust. You let go of all the reasonings. You let go of all, you're trying to figure this out. I'm trying, no, you just what did God say about it? That is all you need. Amen. You trust Him. Now, here's the thing. You can only trust somebody as far as you know them. If you don't know the person that you're putting your trust into, well, how can you trust them? There's going to be some wavering. See, the Bible says, let us hold fast to our confession of hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. Amen. You get that part? Amen. For he who promised is faithful. That word faithful means, if you look that up in your strongs, it means trustworthy. Mm-hmm. He is trustworthy. Amen. But you're going to have to know him. And we're going to get into that because I, I have to watch this. Because your mind will start to work. It won't want to try to figure it out. Because that's the way, that's part of us. God made us to be thinkers. But there's a, there are certain things that you're, you, God don't want you trying to think His part. Come on. He gives the increase. Your job is just have faith in His Word. Trust Him that He'll get the job done. So what, so what I'm saying is we got to do our part. So, Proverbs chapter 3, um, verse 5. Actually, let's just back it up. Let's go to verse 1. It says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. So it tells me right there that... (laughs) You can forget, because the very first thing he says is, don't forget. Right? Mm -hmm. So it tells me that you can forget. If you get wrapped up in your daily routine, your work, your job, you come home, you you get in a routine, and before you know it, God is kind of sometimes, and I've been here and I've done it, he gets kind of squeezed out of the equation, you get so caught up. You didn't do it on purpose. You just get caught up 
in life. You got to, you got, in other words, what he's saying is it's going to take some effort. Amen. Amen. It's going to take some effort. So he says, don't forget my, my law. We would say word, his word, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace. They will add to you. Now, look at this. Now, verse 2, if you look at it real close, is the results of verse 1. If we'll do our part, he'll come in and do his part. It says, long life, long length of days, long life, and peace, which is shalom, which means completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, it's shalom, it's peace, will be added or will add to you. That's like a pretty good deal. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 3, it says, let not mercy, or you could say, actually, if you dig this up, um, you could say loving, tender kindness. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck Write them on the tablets of your heart. So how do you do that? Well, the Bible says my tongue is a pen of a ready writer. On verse, I think it's Psalm 45. So just by speaking God's word, writing them, his word on the tablets of your heart. See, it's, it's not just, you know, it's not just head knowledge we're talking about here. He's talking about the heart. Amen. You have to get the word in your heart. In other words, Jesus said, if my words abide in you, right? The word has to abide. You have to get the word in your heart. And one of the best way, the quickest way is to speak it, to meditate on it. And that's verse 3. Now look at verse 4. Again, verse 4 is what? The results. We put the word first, give him first place, and God is able to do his part. Verse 4 says, And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. So you put God's word first, do what he says, and you're going to find favor. We talked about this earlier, about the blessing. See, Joseph had the blessing working in his life. Well, he, but he was the seed of Abraham. Well, so are you. Amen. <laughs> Through Christ Jesus. Amen. But Joseph, just because he's a seed doesn't, doesn't mean it's going to automatically work in the same way with us. Just because we're, we are a child of God does not mean that it's going to automatically work you will have to appropriate all the blessings. You're going to have to do what he says. Jesus said, if you love me, you will do what I say. Amen. Right? Well, well, I got to think about that, Pastor. We're not under the law. You're still going to be obedient. I know there's a grace teaching out there. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to do your part. God's not going to be mocked. 
There is seed time and harvest. You're going to have to plant the seed. God's not going to plant it. You could talk about grace all you want, but you're going to have to get your mouth moving. You're going to have to be a doer of the word. I'm not talking about performance. I'm not talking about you got a checklist. I got the, okay, I did this and this. I went to church. It's much deeper than that. Hallelujah. But you see here, there's a pattern. You do your part. God comes in and does his part. You do your part. Now, verse 5, and it really continues on. It says in verse 5, trust in the Lord with part of what? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Now, he just told you how to do it in verse 1 and verse 3. He just told us it's because we got his word. We're putting God's word first. Now, since you spent time with him, you know his word. Now it says to trust. Years ago, when I was a, just a lad, I, I think I was about six or seven, my dad took a swimming. And, of course, the swimming hole was not the swimming pool. It was where all the fish roamed. Yeah, it was down below the house, a couple hundred yards. It was about a two-acre lake, and that's, that was our entertainment. Anyway... He took us down, and he's, teach, he's going to teach us how to swim. And I guess, I guess it was no higher than this. And he, he told me to jump, and he's going to catch me. And I'm thinking, oh, you want me to jump? Now, see, here's what I'm trying to trying, tell you I'm going to have to put my trust even though I'm only seven years old or six I'm going to have to put my trust in my dad now why would I put my trust in my dad because I grew up with him I know him right so when he said to jump it didn't take me long I just took him at his word, and I just jumped because I knew he was capable of doing what he said. I knew his ability. I could trust him. Saints, how much more can we trust our Father in heaven? How much more can we trust him? Amen. Yeah, think about it. Then a little bit later, I got to go into the deeper side. You know, as we trust God, He takes us spiritually now. He takes us by steps. 
He won't, he won't just, I mean, he can, but usually it's by steps. It's that progression, right? It's step. Okay, my next step was the other side. It was what we call the dam. Now I'm about 10 years old. I get to go on the deep side. This is where all the big boys go. So on, on this side, we had this rope. This rope, I wish we had photographs of it. There's a rope tied to, to a limb with a round ring on it that you can grab a hold of. So you take this ring and then you, you kind of pull it up, up on the bank. You kind of go up an incline and then you get to swing off the, that rope with that ring and you could... You know, you could, you know, got to pretty good. Well, the first time I did it, I went, then I went right back. <laughs> I would not let go. And of course, Dad's on the other side. Let go of the rope. Now, why, why wouldn't I let go of the rope? Because anxiety. I'm really thinking this out, okay? What would happen? It, that is deep. You can't touch the bottom. This is a whole other level. So again, and again, and about the fourth or fifth time after, I think dad was getting a little short, let go the rope. You got to let go, right? So I finally let go of the rope. And I went in, mastered it. Here again, Dad said, let go of the rope. Ten years old, I had to put what? Trust in my dad. He knows what he's talking about. Heavenly Father knows what he's talking about. He tells you to do something, just trust him. He knows what he's doing. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Let go of the rope. We're not done. We're about to go another level. This is on the deep side. So I went from jumping in his arms, being a seven-year-old, now a 10-year-old. I'm swinging off the rope with the big boys. Now is the same year, I would say about a month later. I'm about 10. Now it's time to climb up the tree and get out on the limb and jump off. See, levels. Got to take you in levels. You just trust him. You get to know him. You trust him and just let go. So now I'm on the, uh, this is the third level. I'm, I'm going big time. I'm on the branch. It's about 10 feet, about 10 feet up, maybe. Yeah, the higher than this. I don't, it's, it's probably 10, 11 feet. So I'm on, I'm on that branch, and he's, and he's, of course, my dad's on the other side, and he's saying, jump! And I was probably there for a good two, three minutes. I felt like it's forever. I had one hand on the tree, and I was out on the branch, 
I couldn't do it. So I went, went back down. And by the time I got down, we had some new kids in town. They were swimming too. As a girl. I went down. As soon as I got down, she, she's my age. She's in my class. She goes up the steps, out on the limb, and jumps. I mean, what do you do with that? And, and I thought she's really cute. My wife's beautiful, but she was, she was a cute. She was really a cute girl. And I've been trying to impress her, but forget it now because there is no impression. She just showed me up. What do you do with that? You have to remember, I'm from a small town, and the, supplies, the supply of girls are very thin. <laughs> There's probably only about two or three in the whole town. So, so that's not working. So I kind of waited for the new kids to leave. Then I tried it again. I got up on that limb, and this time Dad said, with a lower, deeper, louder voice, let go of the tree. I had my hand on the trunk of the tree. And jump. He was ready to go home. You know, the, our time is about, it's, like I said, our house is only about 200 yards away. It's time to go home. So praise God. I took my hand off the tree and I jumped. That was the longest day of my life. But it taught me a lesson. Because see, I trusted my dad, the words he spoke. Saints, we can trust God. When he tells you something, don't overthink it. Don't try to reason out. Because see, faith doesn't reason things out. I'm not saying you don't use your brain. But it doesn't question God. It doesn't reason. What if he, what if, no, God knows what he's doing. Amen. When he tells you to do something, but the economy is so bad. No, just do what he told you to do. Amen. But the economy and the, everything's going south. The elections and all this. It doesn't matter. We're. Joy and I were talking about the other day, or was it today? No. Yesterday. But the, they were talking about how bad the economy was in 2003 or four. I don't know. In 2007 and 2012, and I, I, I looked at Joanne. Did you remember any of that? We don't, we don't recall any of it. We're too busy living life for God. The blessing. Actually, that was one of, those, one of those years was the year we were actually building a house on Gardner. No one told us anything about it. Had I known there was a recession or whatever was going on, we just kept on going. Hallelujah. It says, lean not until your own understanding. That word lean means the support. Don't, 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 don't lean on your own, your own thinking. Your own, 
No, just rely on Him. Re total rest on Him. Faith is a rest. It's not resting in yourself. It's resting in Him. It's a, you're, totally, you're in total reliance on Him, on His character. See, saints, not everything... It's easy to trust God when everything's going good, right? Everything's going smooth. And it's easy to say, well, I trust God. Everything, it's like, you remember Psalm 23? David talks about life when it's good and life when there's darkness. In verse 2, he's, he's, he's in the green grass. Remember Psalm, Psalm 23, I think it's verse 2. He's, he's in the grass. Hallelujah. I mean, by the still waters. The, the birds are singing. Butterflies are flying. The fish are biting. Life's good. See, anyone, anybody can trust God in, in that season. But what happens when things, when the season switches? What happens when, okay, man, I, this season was a good, good season. I mean, I'm by the still waters and, and everything's working out fine. And in verse 3, it talks about the soul. My sea, he restores my soul. My, life's good. Then all of a sudden, verse 4, things switch. David now says, I walk, he's walking through something called the valley of the shadow of death. One, one uh, translation set, talks about darkness, a valley of dark darkness. Now we see now this, see a lot of times we read, read the scripture and we don't take time to, to really ponder what, what he's talking about. That time of darkness, he's not, he says, I'm walking through it, right? He's not staying. He's walking through it. Now get this. David does not try to reason everything out. He doesn't, not, he doesn't go into, you know, why are we going on this path? Why would you lead me on this path where there's darkness? Remember, he's following the shepherd, right? He's allowing the shepherd to shepherd him. That's the key. You follow the shepherd because he knows exactly where to take you. It may not look good. It may not. Hey, it's dark. Right? But God never changes. The season of change, your circumstances of change, but God never changes. Other words, a lot of times we'll, we'll, we're in this dark place. We're thinking, man, Lord, where's my breakthrough? Where is it at? I'm not getting the, I am not getting the, the manifestation what, I, what I'm longing for. It seems to be lagging behind. I seem like we're not getting anywhere. You're just in a season. Come on, you, what do you do? You've got to keep walking. You don't feel sorry for yourself and start camping out. Pity parties, not going to get the job done. Now, you may feel good for a while, but it will not 
those things do not impress God. Amen. The only thing that pleases Him is when you, in faith, acting on His Word. David said, I walk through the valley. I'm walking through. Why? Because he says that the Lord is with him. He said, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. Other words, what he's saying is the same God, listen, the same God that was with me in the light is still with me in the darkness. God never changes. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. The same God who spoke to you in the light, He spoke to you in the light, a word. That word is still true in the darkness. God's word will not change. Your circumstances are always subject to change. But God's word will never change. It's settled. That's the reason why you can bank on His word. No matter what it looks, no matter how dark it looks, you just keep walking. You keep trusting in the good shepherd. He knows exactly where to take you, how to get there. You don't need to figure everything out. I can look back on the back wall I can look a little bit around the corner, but I can't see totally around the corner. To me right now, it's darkness. I, I don't see it, but God sees it. And if He's leading you towards that direction, you just trust Him. Yeah. You trust Him. Amen. He's faithful. He's trustworthy. You just keep walking. God knows what He's doing. Do you really think God's going to be caught off guard? And you keep reading in the next verse, the, the Lord's setting a, a banquet for him in, in the midst of his enemies. God, the devil can do what he wants. It doesn't matter. God, if you'll let him, he'll shepherd you. He'll feed you right in the presence of the enemy. And there's not a thing the enemy can do about it. Amen. So you, you can't lean into your own way of thinking. You can over... I heard one, one minister, it's been, it's been a while, but he said, we overthink. We think too much. We're always trying to figure things out. That's not our job. Our job is to, to believe His Word, act on His Word, trust Him. He'll get you where you need to be. Well, I don't know where I'm supposed to be because evidently, listen, you're seeking God with all your heart and, you're, and you come up to me and say, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Well, evidently, you're not, it, the Holy Spirit hasn't revealed it to you yet. In other words, when you need to know, He will tell you. Let me say that again. When you need, I'm talking for those who are actually seeking God, not not. Not one that doesn't do anything. Not seeking God, care less. I'm talking about the person, everyone here. I believe you're seeking God. And you're, if you have any questions in your life, you're, saying, you're, you're, you're telling the Lord, Lord, I just don't know what to do. Evidently, He doesn't want you to know yet. In other words, 
the Holy Spirit will reveal to you as you go. As you keep in step with Him, He'll tell you at the right time, at the right place. What are you supposed to do? Trust. Because God's not going to show you everything. He will show you bits and pieces. And I've, I've been around people that get so bent out of shape. Just, know, just do what you know to do. The, Rev, the Holy Spirit, Spirit will reveal to you. Amen. Now, it's not complicated, is it? Lean not into your own understanding. Verse 6. In all, is this, it says all again, doesn't it? In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Now, that word acknowledge in the Hebrew means know or to know. So I got this written down, and well, let's see if I can find it. In all your ways, know Him. Pretty simple, isn't it? But here it is. That word know means to be intimate. A lot of times, I've come across a lot of Christians, they want me to tell them a formula. Just give me three steps. No, I'll just just give you one. Get to know Him. Be intimate with Him. That's the key. It's not head knowledge. Head knowledge is your first step. You've got to have head knowledge, right? But it's that intimate relationship, fellowship with God. It gives us a picture of a husband and wife. There's times, and it's pretty common, Joanne to be thinking about something, and then I'll start talking about the exact same thing she's thinking about. Or I'll be thinking about something, and she'll start talking about what I'm thinking without me talking to her. There's times when I'm trying to talk, which is, okay, you understand that, which I'm trying to talk, and I can't get it out, and then she has to finish it for me. Because we know each other. We spend time with each other. It's not, it's, it's not a formula. It's, it's spending time. Then in the, the next part of that says, He shall direct, or make, it depends which... which uh, King James or New King James, or he will direct your steps or make straight your paths. And make, there's very, in other words, he'll make sure your path is straight. He'll make sure your path is smooth. Whatever's in the way, the enemy is always trying to put roadblocks up on your path. But when you're following the shepherd, he'll do, he'll take care of it. Now, there's times when you say, man, I feel like 
I just hit a roadblock. There, you listen to the Holy Spirit. He may have you to say something. In other words, you use your authority over the enemy. He knows what to tell you. He knows what to do. Amen. Well, how's that? It all comes out of a place of spending time with Him in your secret place. Come on. You shut the door, you go in your closet, and you spend time praying, you spend time in the Word, in His presence. What? To know Him. That's what Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, that I may know Him. That's the key in trusting God, just to know Him. Spending time. That's Really, that's, that is the, the fun part. Getting to know Him and, and to know how much He really cares for you, how much He really loves you. See, a lot of times we, have, we don't have the foggiest idea. We know bits and pieces, but He wants to, I'm telling you now, He wants to reveal more to us. The Bible says to delight ourselves. Well, actually, go. Turn with me to um, Psalm 37. Real quick, we'll wrap this up. Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Okay. Verse 4. It says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall give you the desires of your heart. That word delight, delight yourself also in the Lord. That word delight means to make yourself soft and pliable. Other words, I get a picture when I read that, I get a picture of the potter with his hands on a vessel. That, that clay, or on the clay, that clay has to be really soft, right? For the potter to, to mold it has to be really soft. And, and, and as it's turning, he puts pressure on certain angles or how he wants to design that vessel. Come on, you ever felt pressure on you something? A lot of times, Lord himself is putting pressure, come on, to shape you. Amen. He's working on you. He's shaping you. Thank God he's not finished with us. Amen. But he's shaping you into the vessel for his glory. So in other words... You delight yourself in the Lord. You spend time and your heart becomes soft and pliable. That's your ground, right? See time and harvest your ground. Your ground becomes really soft. Other words, when, when the seed now is planted in your heart, it takes root quickly, more quickly than normal, than before. Because why? It's conditioned. Because you spent time in His presence. You spent time in His Word. Your heart is now pliable. It's soft. Now, now you're more sensitive. Your spiritual ears are more sensitive to Him. Because you're spending time. You're soft. You're, 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 pli you're pliable. Now, now, if you read the next verse, it says, He will give you the desires of your heart. 
other words, you're spending so much time with Him, delighting yourself in Him, not even really asking anything. You're just spending time with Him. You're delighting yourself in Him. Now, guess what? Guess what? You're picking up His desires, just like a husband and wife. She picks up on some things I'm thinking. I pick up on some things she's thinking just because we're spending time together. So you spend time with time with God, you start picking up on his thoughts, what he's thinking. In other words, that word becomes a rhema. It's a now word. It becomes active. It's quickened in you, in your heart. That's the key. I'm telling you, that is the key to victory in your life. Spending time with Him. How much time do you spend with the Lord? I'm just, it's just the honest question. Yeah. Oh, just when emergencies come up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's good. I mean, at least you are turning to the Lord. But I would recommend spending time as a lifestyle. Not just waiting for a crisis to come up, but to spend time with Him. In, verse, in the next verse, it says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him. And guess what's going to happen? We do our part. We trust Him. We spend time with Him. And the next part we get, He does His part. It says, And He shall bring it to pass. What is it you believe for? What is it you got your faith on? A lot of times, things aren't coming. Not, I'm not saying every time. There's not a formula to this. The word commit means to row. You row your burden. You row. I just like to think, man, I just roll it all on him. I want to live life light and easy. Amen. Amen. So, but here is that word commit. You just commit your life over to Him. You roll your burdens over on Him. Right? And I think I got, well, I know what it says. You commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him. And in the actual Hebrew, it says, and He, it says, He will act. Pretty simple, isn't it? Other words, you tr- you let go. Bible says to lay aside, right? Let us. Paul said, "Let us lay aside every weight." That word "lay aside" means to cast. One translation says to fling. Why? Because it hinder your progression. It'll hinder your walk. You're allowing things to slow you down. You've got to let go of those things. That's what what we've been talking about. Trust God and let go. There's a lot of burdens you can hang on to. You should not even be, you shouldn't even be thinking about it. Don't, Don't go there. Let go of it. Well, I don't understand why it's not happening. Let go of it. Allow God to be God. Allow Him to shepherd you. Your job is to spend time with Him. Your job is to just do His Word. 
It will work. The word will work. There is no failures. Now, you may think it's taken a long time for the manifestation, but it will work. God doesn't have failures. We're the one that has failures. There are seasons. Listen, in the, like I just said, in the seasons where it seems to be dark, God hasn't stopped working. Just because it looks dark doesn't mean God hasn't stopped. You're thinking, you're thinking, well, God, I guess God's not doing it. Who said that? God didn't say that. In your own thinking, or the enemies told you that, God never stops working. The Bible says, well, I'm not going to go there. Hallelujah. Amen. Trust God and let go. Trust God and let go. He may have you to jump. He may have you on the deep side. And you're saying, I can't do that. Who said that? That's you thinking. You're leaning onto your own understanding. God didn't say that. You said that. Wow, I can't ever do that. Don't ever say that. You can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. You can do all things. He tells you to do something, you can do it. Why? Because it's not your ability. It's His ability. You're not relying on your strength. You're relying on His strength. So you can do all things. The problem is we try to do it in our strength. You got to switch that over and get into His faithfulness and trust Him. He is well able to take you through. Just when I, I still remember Dad catching me. It, it, it was kind of, I was full, I had some anxiety, but yet I had a, a confidence because I know Him. Dad's not going to let me down. He told me to jump. I'm jumping. He tells you to do something. Saints do it. Let me say this. Let me say this in closing. The more you spend with Him, the more confidence you're going to have in His ability. The Bible says, I think it's Daniel 11, 32, 33, it says... The people who know their God, know, the same know as acknowledge, the same word. The people who know their God shall be strong. Why? Because they know. They shall be strong and do great exploits. Why? Because they know their God. They spent time with the Father. They spent time built up a trust relationship. Saints, I don't care what God's told you to do. If He's told you to do it, you can do it. Hallelujah, that's exciting. God, God wants you to succeed more than you do. He's saying, trust me on this. Trust me on this. I know what I'm doing. Hallelujah. If you don't know what to do, just keep trusting Him. He'll tell you what you need to do when you need to know. You just trust Him and, and delight yourself in Him. 
Listen, it's like I said before. Living a Christian life, we should be the most joyful, happy. Yes, I said happy. Happy is just a byproduct of joy. It's a byproduct of joy. Being happy. Enjoying life. We got the joy of the Lord. Of course, we got the joy of the Lord. It doesn't, that joy is on the inside of us. And it never changes. It's always there. No matter what circumstances come, we got the joy of the Lord on the inside of us. We ought to be, ought to be the most, most joyful, peaceful, content people on the planet Earth. We should be. And people shouldn't be able to see it. They should be able to come up to you and say, man, why are you so cool? Why are you so calm? Don't you know what they're doing? Those rascals? I'm not going to get political. I don't care what they do. God hasn't changed. We're just living in the last days. Yeah. Hallelujah. I'm looking for the blessed hope. The glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is coming back. I, I'll close. I'll, let me close. The Lord asked me, oh, just a still small voice, a couple weeks ago, maybe about three weeks ago. It was on a Monday. And the Lord asked me this. If I was to come back before Saturday, before the end of the week, what would you be doing now? Think of that. It was on a Monday. He asked me, if I was to come back by the end of the week, what would you be doing? I thought, I know one thing. I would, I would, be a, I would become an evangelist real quick. I'd go to my brothers, sister, mom, uncles, friends, I start evangelizing first. People I know, are you ready? Are you ready? He didn't tell me the hour or the day. He just gave me a time frame in that week. Well, I know one thing. I wouldn't be going to Walmart. I wouldn't be buying a new car. I wouldn't be doing other things. There's nothing wrong with those things. The time's short now. He gave me a week. Like I said, I would become evangelist real quick. Get the word out. Because he is coming back, saints. And you may say, well, I don't believe in, I don't, I don't believe in the catching it away. I don't, I'm not pre-trib. I'm a post-tribber. Oh, you be tri- you're going to be tribulating. <laughs> if you survive, I don't know how they come up with this theory of going through the tribulation. I don't know how. I tried to get on... I tried to look on their viewpoint, how they come up with that, how they actually come up with that. I don't know how they do it. I, I couldn't, I cannot do it. I can't do it. I do know one thing, and I won't debate with anybody. I will say this to them. I say, I would, I would say this is one thing we can agree on is to be ready. Get yourself ready. Spend time with him. Amen. You learn anything? Trust in Him and let go. Say that, trust in Him 
and let go. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening.